Hey JT, how you doing today? I'm good, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good. Now, everybody, if you hear already a bit of trepidation in JT's voice, it's because he doesn't know at all what we might be doing today. Any guesses, buddy? I, no, I mean, I literally have no idea what we're about to be doing. Cool, cool. So here's here's the details. I managed to get myself a little dose of the old COVID this week, so I'm I'm grounded, and it really threw a threw a bit of a wrench in the machine. If that's the correct analogy. So I told JT I had a fun idea for a way to do an episode, and so the fact that you've actually read the description of this episode, but yet JT does not. There's an interesting. I don't know if it's not the the cats. Not quite Schrodinger's podcast. But it's, it's sort of, right? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. All right, so JT, here's what we're doing today. As again, our listeners already know, which is just weird. It's like we're, it's like we're doing time travel. A little bit. Don't, don't worry, we're not actually doing time travel. That's what too bad. Doing, I have notes for that. That would have been great. <laughs> no, so I had this idea, and it's spawned by something you said. So JT, you actually get the credit for this one. Oh, good for me. Today, we're doing our first ever trial run of the... Hi-Fi Top 5. And so what we're doing is this. We're going to pick a category right now through a random process that I've created. Okay. We will do that in this recording. Okay. Then we will push pause. JT and I will have exactly 10 minutes to build out everything we want to talk about for the day and then come right on back and record. So it's that's the, that's the Hi-Fi shtick. It's like uh, we're going fast instead of slow. Okay. All right. All right, JT. So I'm going to turn on again. Let's hope this works. I'm going to. I'm, we're on Zoom, everybody. So I'm going to. I'm going to do a quick screen share with my pal here. So here we go. So JT, are you ready for me to spin the genre of movies wheel? I am. There really is a wheel. There's an actual wheel. All I want right. to read. So there's comedy, sci-fi plus fantasy, thriller, action, adventure, and drama. Correct. Okay. And we're spending. I feel like I'm on The Price is Right. The Price is Wrong, Bob. I don't know if you heard it, but on my headphones, there were some cool sound effects with this little picker wheel thing I found on the internet. <laughs> no, that's that, that only happened for you, not for me or the listeners. Oh, <laughs> uh, JD, if you could add in some fun, happy time music, that'd be kind of cool. So yes, we'll see what happens. We're going to do an action adventure movie. Yep. Wait for it though. From oh, one of the following wheel. time frames, there's a <laughs> second wheel. Do you want to read out the options that we have for today? Yep. So, 80s and before, 90s, 2000s, 10s and beyond. Does that sound like a good way to break this up? Yeah, perfect for me. All right. I mean, 80s and before basically just means 80s for me, but that's fine. Pretty much, yeah. And okay, we got we got 90s. We got 90s. All right, so we are going to pause our recording. We're going to play our regular episode. So it's now going to be top five movies in the action adventure genre from the 90s, as picked in the next 10 minutes by JT and myself. All right, I guess we'll see you in 10. A few moments later. All right. JT, you know, I, I actually was not more prepared for that than you, other than I knew what we were going to do, but not the content area, et cetera, that it would result in. How uh, 
How are you doing, man? Am I putting you too much on the spot today? You okay? No, this is fine. <laughs> this is totally fine. I just thought of another movie as you were talking. So this is going to be good, I think. We'll be fine. This is fine. So it's it's better than the everything is fine meme. But it's... Uh, it's close. A lighter touch. <laughs> lighter touch. Lighter touch. Okay, well... Funny enough, it is also your week to go first. Oh, great. So, <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Do you want to talk at all about how that was for you or just dive on in and have some fun? Uh, no, let's just get right into it because I think it's, it's, it's only going to unravel the more I think about it. So let's just let, I just got to run with this. Okay. So, JT, you being first, did you end up with a Shawshank, a category definer for us? It's the only thing that I feel good about today. Yes. Interesting. I have one too. I have a hunch we have different ones, and I think I know which one yours is. That's Ooh. my. I just want you to guess mine. Just see what's your guess. Uh, my guess. Uh, we don't usually do this, folks, but my guess for you is that I think you've picked Jurassic Park. You're right. Yeah, and that's the right answer. <laughs> I did. I toyed with it and ended up dropping it back to my top five. I put something else in as my Shawshank. Ooh. So. Give your very quick why to Shawshank, and then we'll we'll play by the rules this week. But we'll still get to talk about the movie in my turn. Or you know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna embrace and say there can be two, and because because it was my like just hair of a feathers knife edge thingy. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, I don't think I need to get too deep into why Jurassic Park was Jurassic Park. I mean, the first one was it changed the way movies were made. It changed the way that I thought about movies. It opened a whole new world to what could possibly happen when you go into a cinema. It was amazing. It's still amazing. Uh, the end. It's just great. Like the action adventure. Check, check. There you go. I hear you. And I will tell you the one that got to the top of my list. Or can you guess mine? Oh, oh, oh. Well, so I actually thought there was a good chance Jurassic Park would be there. And then the only other, I guess, question I have is, is yours a sequel? Mine is a sequel. Okay. So then I have what I, th- I have one sequel that came to mind for me, but I don't know that it's yours. Do you have five words or something? Oh, I didn't do five words for this one. Hmm. So my uh, guess, it's not my top five, but I'll get, I'll tell you anyways. My guess was Die Hard with a Vengeance. No, I think the, I think the one for me, and it's the one that you will often hear me reference is possibly the greatest action movie all of all time uh, is uh, T2. Oh, Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. See, there's going to be so many of the, oh, for me today, because I didn't think of that. But yeah, that's great. That's a good one. It's, it's amazing. It, and it, and it did so many things. So. There we go. We got we got the, the the Jurassic and the T2. I did have five for Jurassic because it was in my top five. So I will share them because I thought they were fun. Uh, an extremely old playground. Oh, that's good. Mine was Land Before Time, but scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, enough said, as we say. What's in your top five? You get to kick us off. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little preamble as to the, the route that I decided to take for this, uh, which was to remove any cinematic sort of understanding or like believing I was a movie nerd or caring about beautiful film. Literally, I just went, okay, action and adventure, 1990s, what comes to mind? Now, this is a good time to remind our audience, in case you don't know, I am a millennial. 
So I was like 10 for a lot-ish of these movies. Just keep that in mind. Or less. Oh, oh, less for quite a few. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Are we uh, or are we oozing our way into a title here, JT? Oh well, I wasn't going to go there, but I'll start. First of all, it's not that one, but I will tell you that March thirtieth of nineteen ninety, and it was uh, D- Domino's delivery free if late was going to be my five words. T- that's that's not T T. T- it's not T two in any way. That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's right, and this movie came out in nineteen ninety. Uh, I was five for this one, but I love TMNT just in general. But this is also like a, this one. We've the, There's a long-running joke about how bad Secret of the Ooze is on this podcast. For those of you who don't know how bad it is, it's terrible. Uh, this movie, though, I still think is great. I love this movie. I don't know if it's purely nostalgic, but it is like so action, so adventure. There's moody, broody. There's cowabungas. There's rats. There's pizza. There's shredder. It's great. I love this. I think it's so much fun. Uh, it's still it's a little more bad guy e because in the ninety like er, like nineteen ninety they still hadn't softened the edges of some of these bad guys. So I have not shown it to my five year old yet, um, but I'm pretty stoked too. And this is a movie that I can watch pretty much at any point in my life and be pretty happy it's on. I love this pick. It didn't make my list because uh, just didn't. It, it, no real reason. It, it definitely it definitely is in my favorite action movies of the 90s that is below sort of some of these but i actually just rewatched i think i told you this like a year or two ago and was surprised at how much fun it was to rewatch it's so much fun i I think it makes absolutely no sense to kids today like i think i think lennon's gonna watch it and literally be like daddy what what is happening at all like why does any of this none of this makes any sense and you're gonna be like that's just how it used to be that's just how it used to be man (laughs) <laughs> That's how stories were. They made no sense. That's a fun pick. Uh, I'm going to go from there into... I'm going to start with what what in many ways is my actual favorite answer on this entire list. And, and I'll explain why after I tell you what it is. So your five words are the tightly wound up person. 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 For some reason, I'm getting... Is it the toy with Robin Williams? It is not the toy. That's a good guess, though, right? Because on the cover, he's got the, the windy-up thing. That's the only reason I got there. Well, you're also you're also conflating... You're, you're thinking about toys, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Robin Williams and Sir LL Cool J. That's right. Oh, that's right. Saw that in the theaters. Uh, nothing is jumping to mind for this one. The tightly wound up person is The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Oh, Brendan Fraser. I forgot all about this movie. This is a good movie. So here's why this is sort of the top. If I actually were to rank the next 15, I'm going to tell you that most of the next 14, or 14, I guess, most of the rest of this list is actually better movies. Sure. But action adventure, The Mummy is the definitive action adventure movie. It's damsel in distress. It's nefarious bad guys with, with superpowers it's henchmen. It's you know quirky action sequences. It's it's set inside a tomb, like it's such a fun movie. <laughs> Other than those those beetles, those beetles are creepy and gross. But I thought about it. I was like, it's just it's just like a f- great action adventure. It's not a great film or movie or whatever. But the action is tight. I did rewatch this only a few years ago. It's moving at a pretty pretty good uh, good little pace there and. 
Rachel Weitz is great. Again, I still don't know why Hollywood won't cast Brendan Fraser. And everything about else about it was fun. The I don't remember the name of the actor who plays sort of the friendly sidekick, the one guy who's he's like protecting the mummy or protecting the secrets of the mummy. Secrets of the mummy, yeah. Something like that. That guy I thought also was going to blow up, but never really did much more than The Mummy 2. Um, and and I, I just felt like it was the first thing that came to mind even before going through lists. I was like, 90s action adventure, that's The Mummy. All right, yeah, Mummy's Mummy's a great movie. And Brendan Fraser is the best. I'm glad that he did get – he got he got brought back in uh, – uh, what's it, the DC thing? Um, oh, the thing you made me watch and then you stopped watching. Right, cool. Uh, Doom Patrol? <laughs> Yeah, but he's good. In, he's good in Doom Patrol. I liked he's him. He's good, just just like you're my good friend. Just, just, <laughs> here I am. I've lost ten more hours of my life to a show that I have no one to talk to about, other than possibly you one day. No, I'm. I, I just stopped at seven and forgot. I'll watch it. I'll go back and watch it. I promise. Okay, okay. Uh, my next one. I'm going to argue is what I think is the best action adventure movie of the 1990s. In the same vein of not the best movie, although very good. Uh, 1992. And the five words that I will give you, it's going to be tough. Um, different kind of street rat. Well, that would be Aladdin. Aladdin. Hmm. Hmm. Go on. I, li- I like I like this because it's like really picking off of my mummy vibes. So yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm here so, to keep going. So the reason is... Because so there's there's a couple other movies that I've kind of jammed into Pong, which are just like very nostalgic for me because of my age. But if you actually think about action adventure as a genre, I would argue that Aladdin has every single beat required to do it, including some weird sci-fi mystical stuff, which very often finds its way into action adventure kind of comedies, whether it's not comedies, but movies in general, right? Even like National Treasure, there's always some sort of like mythical, eerie, formerly whatever magical thing you need to do to make the thing happen for you to get to where you need to get to. And Aladdin, if you remove the fact that it's animated, it has every single one of those beats. And I would argue does it beautifully. Like it's such a great movie. The casting was so good. It just so happens with like Gilbert Gottfried, right? Rest in peace. We just lost him this week. He's amazing in that role, like as Iago, like that really is like a really very specific role. Um, obviously Robin Williams. I don't know, man. Like it's basically like a really great action adventure movie. And then there's also singing. I'm just, I'm firmly singing. It's good. Like this Aladdin's great. And it's totally an action adventure movie. It just happens to be for kids. I think that's all well said. My, my biggest gripe on this movie at all. And again, pour one out for Gilbert is, uh, actually it's funny. I, I, when we were planning some movie deals for the week, I thought about doing Aladdin this week. And then I was like, well, what if people think that's distasteful? I'm like, yeah, the, oh, internet, can you just stop already? Yeah, just, just stop. Like, we don't need everybody to be offended and have an opinion on everything. Anyhow, uh, I was thinking about doing a lot. What really struck me, by the way, is, you know, as a Gen Xer, Gilbert Gottfried's a name you know. He was just yep. sort of a, like, he's like a Polly Shore. He just sort of was in and around things. Actually, he's very much like a Polly Shore, sort of just a little bit annoying. Yep. I don't, you know, you know, that's just sort of the, the character he played. I don't know what he's like in real life, but Gilbert Godfrey portrayed a character who was annoying. I was shocked to see that Aladdin was kind of his actual real claim to fame, and that's kind of that. Yeah, that's it. I mean yeah. that and he was the the, the Aflac duck. Like those those are his big <laughs> Aflac. Yeah, those are his big things. Yeah. 
you know, the only thing I found tricky about this category, by the way, is the action slash adventure bit. There's a lot of action movies, but like I tried to really hone in on something that I felt was adventurous in some way, not just, you know, and, and so I think this whole category, if you're, if you audience or UJT here, I'm missing things or we're missing things. I think there's a little bit of like, uh, you could define a thing the way you'd want to, right? Yeah. Like for a little while, I didn't have T2 in this at all. Cause I was like, well, what's the real adventure? But then I was like, well, they go on this road trip and all sorts of like, there's, you know, quests ensue. Quests ensue for sure. For sure. Yeah. So speaking of going on an adventure okay. for our next movie, I will give you these five words. The rate of your movement Speed. Correct. Yeah. I mean, that's an adventure. How far in LA can you get at 50 miles an hour before stopping? Now, the correct answer is about 10 feet. <laughs> 10 feet. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, again, if Jurassic Park, if, if Amber gives us dinosaurs, then I can race a bus around LA all I want. Yep. This is one of those movies that, how old? You must have been, what, eight? Yeah, about. Did you see in theaters? I'm just curious. Was this like, I don't know what this would have been like. VHS. Speed was one of my, like, I think probably first real, hey, mom, can I please get this at Blockbusters? Got it. So do you remember how old? Like, were you already in your in your tween phase? No, I was like 10. I was like 10 or okay. 11. I was, it was early. Yeah. Before I go into my, like, what was it like? Was it like, was it mind blowing? Was it amazing? Was it like, okay, that's cool bus? Like what, what, was that? what do you remember? <laughs> so I have a bit of a weird story with this movie just because I was a bus kid for most of my life. So like, that was like, Same. yeah, like I just took buses everywhere. We didn't have a car. I lived in cities. So for me, it was a lot of it was even at like a 10. I think I was like, this is not real. <laughs> I was like, no bus. <laughs> no bus can do that. Like, I just like remember that being a thing. I do remember thinking it was awesome. I do remember being amazed that it was filmed. Like there was there's definitely parts in that movie, even as a kid, where I was just like, whoa, not like Jurassic Park, whoa, but like, whoa, that's neat. Um, but yeah, like the whole just in general, the idea of a bus being able to do any of the things that a bus does in that from even at 10, I was like, meh, I don't know, man. I don't know. But did, but did you rewatch it a hundred times or like, was it one of those kind of movies for you? No, I speed is probably in the 10 ish neighborhood. I've probably seen it like 10 something times. It wasn't like, I, I don't know. Maybe I was, it was a little too early for me maybe to get to speak. I remember people being nuts for it. Um, no, I'm just, yeah, no, this is a slice in time. I'm curious of, of of all that. Yeah, I remember it being a huge deal, and I remember like watching it, and my mom letting me watch it, even though maybe it wasn't appropriate. Although she had, <laughs> she didn't care about any of that. Uh, so I don't know. I, I yeah, I've seen it. Like, listen, I like it. I like it. I liked it. Sure. Then, I like it now. It's good. It's a great pick. I had I, it in Fast Five. All right. I uh, I was thinking about this movie the other day because I haven't watched it since the '90s. Probably watched it more times than you. I'm guessing it's one of those. 15 to 20 rewatchable things. Definitely, excuse me, definitely had it on the old VHS. But I remember fully going through that in the theaters and coming out like more tired. Like you were really tired the first time you saw Speed in the 90s. I think this is a real moment in time thing. Like you come out of that like, what just happened? Like did they really have an hour and a half long straight action movie? Because you never had anything like that before, right? And 
And uh, the filmmakers did a good job in the way they they handled some of that by you'd have your moments with Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves just kind of having a heartwarming movement, or you you move away to the other cops. That was their way of sort of breaking up the cons- like nonstop action. But I'm going to credit Speed as that movie. Like there's, I, I was looking again at my list right now, as well as other movies from then or even earlier. There is no other action movie that is sort of like a, it's like a Disney ride, right? You get on, you get off when we tell you you get off kind of thing. Yeah. And, and that's this movie. I am curious as to how much it would hold up. The, in particular, all of the extraneous stuff. My guess, my guess is that you, you make a movie like Speed in 2022 and she is driving that bus during the opening credits scene. Yep. Right. You're, you're off and to the races. But I don't think you have any of 2000s era action happening without a movie like Speed setting that precedent. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I like that. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I think I saw it twice in the opening week is my recollection. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But I will say we never, ever thought that that bus jump was anything but slightly hinky. Oh, The very first time you saw it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, what you got next? All right, so I think I'm going to go in. I'm just going to keep going in in order of year. So basically, I'm just getting older as this goes on. So started in 90, went to 92. I'm now going to go to 94, and I will give you honest deceit. True lies. I... Loved this movie. I I still kind of love this movie. I think it's super bloated if memory serves. There's definitely a bunch of like random whatever. There was a there was a video game on Super Nintendo, by the way, that was so good for True Lies. Like I loved that game when I was a kid. And I I don't know. My memory of this movie is just really liking it. And it is so goofy and silly. <laughs> It's like it kind of has a lot of like the rock elements of in it in the sense of like very serious, very heavy stuff, but also like all these just like irreverent moments, which is like, why is that part of the Carla was the prom queen? Like there's just all this nonsense. It's the same kind of feeling, but it was also Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger for a nine-year-old, like I was like, that's the guy I couldn't watch in T2 that I totally watched at my friend Rob Duggan's house. Like that's that he was <laughs> awesome, right? Like he was just this awesome, enormous figure uh, and I just, I really liked this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis was good. There was like cool cars and there was like dual spy craft and good, cool bad guys and guns. And, you know, I don't know. It's just a really, really well-conceived movie, at least for nine-year-old JT that I think held up all the way through 20-year-old JT. I couldn't tell you the last time I really watched it, but again, I kind of similarly was like, all right, put yourself back in the nineties what fit action adventure. This movie is a whole bunch of adventure and some really absurd, almost Bayheim sort of action. <laughs> like, like. Yeah. I, 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 so I thought about it briefly. I, I sort of felt like the adventure part was a little lacking from like, if I'm being like purist to today's random, randomly done category, but everything else you said, I completely agree with. Um, I think, and it is an adventure, of course. I mean, in a way, it's like action slash adventure is just the thing. Uh, the This is an interesting movie in that it's it's one of Arnold's actual best movies, I think. But it comes after, what's it called? Um, Last Action Hero. Right. Which really just sort of, it was sort of like his Achilles tendon or, or, or something, right? It was just sort of, it literally took the wind out of the Arnold sails right after T2 being the biggest thing ever. 
And I think he utterly redeemed himself with this movie, but somehow that's also when action movies changed, right? This is now four years after Die Hard, right? It's the beginning of the anybody can be an action hero era, right? And and you don't have to be big, bad Arnold to pull it off uh, uh, anymore, right? So this is, to me, truly the end of his run, right? It's almost like the epilogue on Arnold's story that like where, where T2 is the grand finale, and it's like True Lies is the epilogue. I agree with you, by the way. Jamie Lee Curtis is great in it. And the Harrier scene, I remember being blown away by. I'm not sure if it's bloat or something else, but the, I remember the vibe on this movie the whole time was like, yeah, that was really good, but why don't we like it even more? Yeah, it's weird. Well, listen, it's James Cameron, right? Bill yeah. Paxton was amazing in it. Tom Arnold was amazing. Like, the cast was amazing. And I happen to agree. I actually think outside of the Terminator in general, if you remove that, this is his best work because he was actually plausible as both characters he played in this. He was plausible as the you know dumb-witted sort of, like, dad guy and whatever, like surprisingly, I know we don't talk about Metacritic anymore for good reason, but like this, this is a 63 and it had a bunch of really good, Ebert gave this like a 75. Like it's I'm a well-respected movie. Unfortunately, I do think it kind of suffered from timing. I, this is one of those movies I'd be interested to know what else came out around it. If maybe like there was just other stuff around it that was better. But anyway, I love True Lies and it totally feels like it's on category for me because there's multiple adventures happening, right? There's Jamie Lee Curtis's adventure of finding out that Harry is actually this crazy thing. And it's his adventure of the actual terrorist plot he's trying to do. And then it's his daughter's. There's just so many things happening. And then James Cameron level epic nonsense happening around him that are, you know, skiing moguls and there's helicopters, all, <laughs> all the things, all the things. Yeah, I'm not sure what this movie suffered from. I do think the Arnold shifting tone thing was a factor, right? This is also right after we've now had Twins, Kindergarten Cop, the one where he gives birth. I don't remember what it's called. Junior. Junior, mother. Yeah, Junior. Junior. So I just feel like this is what the, the reality check, I think, on True Lies is it's a movie that belongs back in 92. Yep. As you know, it's sort of the last. Last gasp of the big, huge, mega action star action movie, and the beginning of this next generation where you have like Keanu Reeves and Bruce Willis can all of a sudden take the reins of everything. Yep, that's right. Cool. Moving right along, but not too far, just just to keep it on point. Could be igneous or sedimentary. Uh, the Rock. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I figured you knew The Rock was coming. Yeah, The Rock's in my contender pong, and I was like, I yeah, I, don't, I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, have we not talked about The Rock? We personally have talked about The Rock all the time because it's great. <laughs> we don't talk about it that much. It's one of these movies for us that's sort of in the, we both really like it, and it sort of is the category winner in so many ways, and therefore we, we sort of have Forget. sort of Shawshanked it from our from our movie list in a way. Yeah, I'm actually now. I'm actually trying to like think: Have I ever brought The Rock up in anything other than? I don't think I have. Only in a contender we, pong for something for episode twenty nine in movie duos, which is a, a good one, I think. Um. Oh man. Okay, go. The Rock. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We're done. 
Um, what do you want to say about this movie? This is this is the answer to what happens after True Lies is The Rock, right? Like that's this is yeah. the exact answer. Is that The Rock is The Rock is the kind of movie that most of the rest of the '90s is made up of, right? It is the really advanced version of Die Hard on a blank, right? Or yep. in a blank or whatever. It's it's probably other than Die Hard itself, it's probably the ultimate of those movies. The casting is phenomenal from Michael Bean all the way to Sean Connery. But even like the little casting, I don't even remember the actors' names, but but there's a bunch of these guys who are in a bunch of these 90s era action movies, all of whom could have blown up for whatever reason. None of them did. There's this kid, I think his name's Danny or something. He was good in it. There's this guy who plays Chavez, who then actually makes his way into move into stuff in the 2000s. So there's a bunch of these like that guys. Um Tony, what's his name? The Candyman guy? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Tony Todd? Todd? I think so. Todd. I'm not a candy. I don't I don't watch those movies, so I don't know. So it's a fun cast. Oh, you've also got, what's his name from West Wing? Um, um, John Spencer? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So great cast. You have a fun concept, right? This, this James Bond is being broken out of prison to, you know, come back to the world the action sequences are great. You, you know, Nick Cage also shows that same, you know, frail anti-hero becomes a hero. Not anti-hero. Normal man becomes hero or whatever. So, you know, just like, he's just like a John McClane. You know, it's got all of those Tarantino little uh, edits to the script that give it that flourish. The things about the records and all those little notes here and there. For the most part, it's there's not a lot of hinky moments or idiot plot moments. It 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 makes sense as an overall storyline, with the only big exceptions being the basic overall conceit, which is a why are anything still happening on the rock? Why are those? Why is all the furnace still going? Like yeah yeah why, yeah, yeah yeah. I don't know why that level of Super Mario is in the game in the movie, <laughs> but it didn't really make much sense. <laughs> You know, and, and a few little things like that. But otherwise, it's so much fun to watch. I have this on my list of movies I want to watch with you and will not watch it again until you and I get the chance to watch it. Because even if that's another year goes by, I want to see it, but I want to see it with... Actually, you and Jeff would be just like the ultimate because he loved it too. Oh, it's so, so good. It's so good. It's so good. And I'm ready to show it to the kids too because other than the language, it's not too... No. Especially with half the stuff they've seen. So right, yeah, that's fair. maybe when I get rid of this COVID, we'll fly up to New York and you can come watch on the living room with the kids. I love the rock. I would happily do that. Welcome All to right, the rock. My, my next one then is now we're just sort of on a trajectory of this, you know, all these movies walk. So this one could run and the next one walks so this one could run, but uh, 96 and job inconceivable. I, I this was almost the Shawshank for me. All this is a fun category and a fun time frame. This is this might be the best decade to do this category with because you have picked quests that can't be done. Yeah, Mission Impossible. The the first one of this, even so, those those who are you know regular listeners know. I think Tom Cruise is overrated. I like him, but I think he's overrated. Uh, this this is not that Mission Impossible was mind blowing. I saw this in theaters. I think I snuck into it. I was 11. I think I saw it like two or three times in theaters. There's three or four absolutely iconic scenes in this movie that have been reproduced uh, so many times. 
Is there um I I'm gonna guess that AFI did their like top 100 scenes in the movie. If they have not, I'm gonna argue that that Tom Cruise hanging at the end of that yep. that doing the, doing planking in midair or whatever he's doing. Yeah, with the sweat ro- ro- like about to fall down and catching it in his glove. I mean, that's got to be a top ten. I mean, it has to be. It's it's a beautiful scene. Who's the director? <laughs> Is that the, it's De Palma, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah this movie. Thank you. Th- yeah, this one. So the, this one was tough only because I I didn't know how adventurous it was. It's it's an action movie. Like right, it's an action movie. Is it action adventure? And just because of some of the plot twists, I was like, eh, it's close enough that it's so good that I can't put any of the other things, even my jokey ones that I want to talk about. I can't <laughs> in good like in good faith, I can't put it above Mission Impossible. Because Mission Impossible is I mean, the first one was so much fun. It still is, by the way. This movie holds up. I've seen this in the past like four years. Still great. It's still great. Oh. I'm watching all of them with Sam now. We actually just finished watching Fallout, so we're now current. And I haven't asked. I'm curious which one, which one would, would what would he rank first? But having rewatched this one literally last year, I was shocked at how well it held up. Yeah, it's it I, really did. Yeah, so great pick. I had it on my list too. I think it's Ethan Hunt's adventure. I was comfortable with that. I think it's more. More so adventure than any of the rest of this franchise. The rest become just sort of straight up action. But I think in this one, we can say he's on he's on a bit of an adventure. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So here we go. This is, I think this is the right last one for this top five for this week. But it might not. There's, I got a little more muddy than Pong. So here we go. Jefferson's Band. Starship Troopers. Jefferson with army folks, yes. Starship Troopers. Just curious, is this on your list anywhere? No. You've, oh, you haven't seen this, have you? No. Hmm. Clendathu Rises. So, <laughs> I'm just telling you again, I, you know, with COVID line, I'll watch it with you tonight, buddy. You want? Let me know. <laughs> again, probably a movie I'd love to show the kids soon. This is a really fascinating movie that I think as as it ages, it has looked more fondly upon than ever before. Statement one, I read the book. Statement two, the movie is a satire in case you or anyone else is not aware. Because it's sort of in that Fight Club territory of if you look at it through the wrong lens, you think they're glorifying a lot of things that they aren't, but they're actually you know, trying to point out like these things are bad. Like the whole movie is a derision on fascism as a concept. And most people watch it be like, see, that's why we put those people in charge. And, you know, don't, you know, it's not fascism, bad people, fascism, bad, (laughs) fascism, bad, fascism, bad. But Starship Troopers is an interesting movie in that pretty much, if you really look into the sci-fi genre, tell me a movie after Empire, uh, after Ra- uh, Raiders, after Return of the Jedi, before The Phantom Menace, that is a sci-fi aliens movie, other than Aliens itself, that actually does any decent job being in an alien world, dealing with alien creatures. Like, there's not a lot if you think about it, right? Like, I, I, I've got none. I have none. 
So Starship Troopers comes out of nowhere in the mid-90s. It's based on this Robert Heinlein book that, again, is a very much about anti-fascism. Um, the, the fights itself are, are sort of laughable in a way because the whole movie is just this big, giant farce. But the action sequences are really fun. They do a great job. Verhoeven does an amazing job taking three different storylines and weaving them together. Things that we do now in movies, we, don't, we didn't see as much of back then where you're seeing... You got sort of three primary, you got one main character played by Casper Van Diem, uh, who again is one of these, like, is he the next Dolph Lundgren or whatever? I guess right. he turned out to, to be the next Dolph Lundgren. But um, <laughs> between him, you got you got the beginning of the NPH revival uh, and you have Denise Richards. Um, right around the same time she did that Bond movie, uh, here she's a lot more believable than the Bond one. The Bond one I felt was was not her best, but she's fun in this role. Everybody's fun in their roles. You got Michael Ironside. You got Clancy Brown in here, buddy. Love Clancy Brown. I know Love you Clancy do. Brown. And they managed to take this very complicated book, turn it into a plausible sci-fi action and adventure movie, give it this weird twist of storytelling, some interesting narrative techniques, pretty decent special effects for the time that that. I would assume aren't great, but are fine in today's world. And I, uh, I, I, I'm surprised that it's fallen into this. It's almost fall. It almost seems like one of those movies that belongs in the like the Walgreens bargain bin DVD basket. Sure, but really doesn't deserve to be there. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So I have one more. Okie dokie. And then you have one more too, right? Because I started this week. So you technically have one more, I think. Right, because we shared Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm really stuck between <laughs> two. I'm really stuck between two. Like genuinely very stuck between two. Um, okay, okay we'll, we'll let you cheat a bit. No, I'm going to go with this one, so I'm not going to go in order because I think actually talking to you about Mission Impossible changed my mind about what I was going to put next. So 1993, Trace Draped Warriors. I'm sorry, what draped? Trace. As in a different language for three? Correct. Is it Trace? Is it Three Kings? No. Okay, so sorry, Trace, one more time, the whole clue. Trace draped warriors. warriors. Yep. Three, well, it's definitely three. It is. Great soundtrack. I would guess it's not the three musketeers. It, it is. is. Yeah. What's the draping part here? What am I getting wrong? They just had the, the, they had the big shawl thingies they draped over themselves. Oh, you weren't doing the title. You were just doing that's what they are. Right. You got me. All right. Great one. Yeah, so, good movie. Yeah, this is basically very much like a 10-year-old JT pick because uh, I really liked Playmobiles and swords are pretty cool and D'Artagnan's an awesome name and Oliver Platt is the best. So oh. <laughs> Oliver Platt, I don't know why. Like, Oliver Platt's in the category of like every time I ever see him, I want to see more of him. Yeah, like th- this was, you know, it's baby Chris O'Donnell. It's 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 pre crazy <laughs> Charlie Sheen. It's Oliver Platt. It's Kiefer Sutherland. It's Tim Curry. It's a great great cast. It's a really cool period piece. 
Three Musketeers are like an awesome little boy story. Like they're just like awesome little boy story stuff. It's like the Hardy Boys, but like all grown up with swords. It's like a lot of fun. And I'm going to say the other movie that I was struggling with because you're not going to pick it uh, was Independence Day. And the thing with Independence Day is Independence Day is not as good of a movie. And also, the more I thought about it, it, it doesn't really become an adventure until the end. It's mostly just an, an action movie and like an end of worlds movie. And it was a lot of fun. And I do actually have some love for that movie in general, mostly just because that cast is bonkers. But I really like The Three Musketeers. Like it was a really, dude, I had so many like action figure fights that followed some line of always on horses. Horses were always cool. And, you know, swords were cooler than guns. I just, I was totally one of those kids. And this movie just hits me right in the, in the feels nostalgically. I don't know if it would hold up, but it makes me feel like it would. it is ripe for a reboot because it's just, a, it's a class, I mean, obviously it's a classic story. So I think there could be a lot done with it. And I kind of hope they they do. Fully, first of all, fully agreed on the reboot potential. This is one of those. It's like it, it. It's like so many of these classic stories. You can just make them once a decade and just see how you do. Yeah. Yep. You know? By the way, right now I'm just laying this down. Could you imagine that the three Musketeers are the three Hemsworth brothers? Dude. Yup. Sure could. Perfection. Right. Perfect. Done. Casted. Let's roll. Somebody get it done. <laughs> I just want to figure out who's the other guy right now. He's a little. He's already getting a little too old for it. But I think a char. I don't know. Is less Charlie Hunnam? Dunnan? Oh, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. I think yeah. he could have been a. He. he I put him in a movie like this in a heartbeat. As Rashlu, I dude. I would roll with like just Tom Hardy. Everything always. <laughs> always Tom Hardy. Yeah. Always, always Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Okay. Uh, so this one's getting promoted out of Pong because of the dual pick. Final member of a tribe. Last of the Mohicans? Yes. Cool. Now, this is an interesting pick for me. First of all, I love this movie. Most of the time, if I think about it long enough, I recognize this is a Michael Mann three-hour drama with some good action scenes. Yes. And those action scenes are so good, and the music is so well-paired with it, and Daniel Day-Lewis and Madeline Stowe are a phenomenal couple. Everybody in this is great. And when the action is going, like, they're long, drawn-out scenes that are breathtaking. The use of cinematography in te- – like, you've, you've seen this, right? Yeah. It's not a movie that I have – like, I'm not hot oh. on it. But, like, I've seen it, like, a handful of times, always been very impressed with it. But, like, I don't have, a, a, a like, a, a strong memory of it. The final fight scene where they're on like the overhang or whatever that that promontory is. Or, that I remember. I mean, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. So I sort of started to feel that even though it's a little slower than what I would typically call an action adventure, it's just so good at doing what it does that I just wanted to put it up into this. Uh, I wanted to give it a little nod, even though it, it's it's really action adventure drama, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. if you add drama to any genre, the genre of the movie is now drama. Okay, that's right. Co- I agree. Comedy drama is a genre is a drama with some funny bits. Yep. Action drama is a dra- drama with some action sequences. Yep. Right. This is just barely on the edge of action adventure over drama, but it's close. 
that's a Michael Mann thing, dude, because like Heat was on my list too. And I was like, nah, it's too much other stuff. It's just too much other stuff. Yeah, I agree. I love Heat. It's brilliant. But it's amazing. That's why this is why his movies are so good because you sit there and you're like, wait, was that an action movie? Is right? Is Heat a heist cop movie? Or is right. it this crazy drama about insane characters, right? Like, And the answer know. is yes. It's yes right. to each of those, which is why it can't actually fit into any one of the categories. Tarantino is really good at that too, right? Like it's just – he just does all of these things kind of at once and you go, hey, I guess it's a spaghetti western? I don't know. <laughs> like right. you just like <laughs> – Right. So before we move into Contender Pond, which we, we will not give a ton of time to, and it's my turn first. So I'm going to – I want to lead with this one because I can't – Cannot believe you didn't bring it up. And I think it's because you just might, you must not consider it an adventure movie, I guess. I'm in trouble here, aren't I? I don't know, man. I really feel like, I feel like you're either going to be like, oh my God, JT, you're an idiot. That's clearly not an adventure movie. Or you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm so upset. So five words, 1993, The Wanted. The Wanted? That's my, that's my clue. It's hard to give you a clue for it otherwise. Wanted. The only movie in that time that's that's not a pun on the title, or that's a title. This is a title thing. The rest oh, are all titles. So we're probably a movie that I've just maybe forgotten about. Uh oh, Fugitive. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I went back and forth on it so many times. Is it an adventure? Is it not? And I, I, and then I was like, and I keep talking about it on the show a lot these days. Ah, I'm just going to declare it's not an adventure and leave it alone. Because oh, you love that movie. I love this movie. It, okay. I, I, I accept the pick. Good. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, except, I was just kind of expecting that to like be a, I'm putting in my top five. I don't want to talk about it. I'll extend contender pond conversation. Everyone knows why I love this movie, but I have to say The Fugitive. So when it didn't come up at all, I was like, maybe he doesn't think that's an adventure movie. It's definitely an adventure movie as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I don't think of it in my head. To me, it's more, it's almost like a mystery thriller. I, I can't quite, you're right. Like, it's the wrong way to label it. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about some other stuff, but but it's probably unforgivable to not at least have had it somewhere. Good job. Okay, thanks. <laughs> okay. So here are the five I do, or we're going back and forth. So my first one will be Searching for Primary Color Month. Oh, so I have uh, Searching for Crimson Month, Hunt for the Red October. Ooh, that's as close as we've gotten, Hunt for Red yeah. October. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, go. Okay, uh, let's do Trace Sleuth Warriors. Spy Kids 3? <laughs> no, this is Three Ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I, I that, okay. That's what I was thinking of. I was, I was like, oh, this is that kids' movie. I thought it was, yeah, nice. Putting this together, so Jeremy and I really did do it in ten minutes, and we just stayed on the Zoom call. And at one point, you saw me start laughing for no reason and saying out loud, "This is so stupid." It was that. <laughs> nice, nice, love it. Here's one that I think actually should be on your list: a brittle, dark, lustrous metalloid or metalloid. I went to the Google for this one. Oh boy, that's a really strong five words. Can you say it one more time? If this is this is my trickiest, cleverest clue for you I've ever done. Okay, which means it's too hard to actually get and not actually a good clue. But you'll you will appreciate it because I know you. Okay, 
A brittle, dark, lustrous metalloid. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. Is this the fifth element? Oh my god, I love you. <laughs> yeah, so that 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 is the fifth element. That's boron, okay, according to Wikipedia. That's amazing. Okay, so I have the fifth element in my Fast Five, similar to the Fugitive for you, which is like everyone's heard me talk about Baz. We don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, all right, my next one is from 98, Tiny Fighters. Small Soldiers? I love that movie, man. Yeah, it's actually a really good flick. I think that's like a fun, fun flick. It's, it's not a good movie. It's a fun flick. I'm grimacing because I never saw it. It was one of oh, those. I don't man, know why I never saw it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just never did. Just that's good. Just it's actually a lot of fun. It's it, uh, uh, I should probably rewatch it. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe you should watch it. Tell me if I should rewatch. Oh, it can't. It won't be good, but it'll probably be fun. Like yeah, yeah. Songbird on Oregon Mountain. Songbird on Oregon Mountain. Oh, this is a really good clue that I'm just not getting. Oh, lady, something on the Mount Rushmore. I don't know. That's not. That's not. That's not in Oregon. That's <laughs> in Dakotas. Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. See, good. That's good. That's a really good clue. Yeah, I just screwed that up. Thanks, buddy. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Prince of Prince of Thieves. I did rewatch it, and I think it could definitely be tightened up a bit. But still, so much fun to rewatch. So not met in tights? Okay. Hmm. Uh, I, that's actually – so for my contender pond, that's all I have. I can actually – I can pull one out. I'll just have to give it a, a – oh, you know what? I'll do this one. Uh, 95, Naughty Gentleman. Naughty? Something men – Dirty Men? No. Mm-hmm. Naughty – something men? Nope. Sir? Gentleman. Gentleman. Hmm. Hmm. What's a gentleman? Naughty. Naughty. Not Austin Powers? How? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, this is bad boys. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, I, so I somehow have two more to go. So I'll just, I'll give you the two clues in back to back. First one is completely without amnesia. Completely without amnesia. Unforgettable? I don't know. Total recall. Oh, Yeah. Is that night? That's nineties. And now the only reason I know that is because for my startup, when I do a pitch and I use a segment of our podcast, I use the one where I pitched to total recall and the segment of it that I use is me referencing it being uh, like an honorary eighties movie. Yeah. Which you may recall, but I've heard myself say now like a hundred times in every pitch I ever do. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm putting total recall on the list. Good for you. Okay. Oh, and the last one, perish firmly plus a retribution. Die hard with a vengeance. That's right. Yeah, Which that, that's I, the one I, I brought up earlier just because I, that of the die hard, everything after the original, that's my next favorite. You know, so I was watching it last night. I didn't quite finish it because I was getting tired. COVID. I'm just going to blame everything on COVID. Bad you effort. Should. By the way, if you don't like my picks this week, COVID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you don't like my picks, podcast. if you don't like my picks this week, it's Jeremy's COVID's fault. <laughs> Darn right. Uh, the I will say the first hour twenty of it holds up amazingly well. So 
which which is actually consistent with my memory of the problem with Die Hard Three is the last act. So we'll see what happens when I watch it tonight. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, and that means we move into Fast Five. So we've covered off most of the ones that I wanted to say. So Independence Day we talked about, Fifth Element we talked about, Die Hard with a Vengeance we talked about. Um, the only other ones that I had that we haven't talked about, Boondock Saints, um, <laughs> Enemy of the State, which I is I, – I don't know how to it, – it is, but it's not, but it is, but it's not. I don't know. It's more thrillery, but it definitely is action and adventure. I don't know. That's why I wasn't a top five or contender, but I'm like, meh, eh, meh. Um, and then my last one, which I, I've snuck this movie in on you once before, and I'm going to do it again, because I do think that City Slickers is an action-adventure film. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's bold. That's a bold statement. It's got action, okay. and they're on an adventure. <laughs> uh, my Fast Five, Men in Black. Good. Stargate, the original. Okay. You ever see that one? Yeah. you were young. Once. once. Yeah. It's in that sci-fi that's, that holds up pretty well category, I guess. Um, Broken Arrow. Oh, God. You ever see that? John Travolta, Christian Slater? I think so. So I will tell you th- one thing. I saw that movie one time, and I remember firmly loving it. For whatever reason, I've never rewatched it. Not on purpose. But it's going in the firmly will never rewatch category. Yep. That's that's good. That's a good idea. There you go. Ronin. Yeah, sure. De Niro. Yep. And then my favorite pick of the Fast Five for this week, and and could have made it higher had I rewatched it in 20 years, is Mask of Zorro with Antonio Banderas and what's your and and Catherine Zeta Jones. I remember loving this movie when it came out, and I've seen it at least four or five times. Yeah, I love so back to my Three Musketeers and and Swords thing. I went as Zorro partially because we were poor, but also because I loved him for like four years, and like made my mom carry a I'm Zorro's mom sign around my neighborhood when I went trick or treating. Like I loved Zorro, and I got to see that movie even before I should have because of how much I love Zorro. And I'm that's a good pick that I just totally forgot about. I By the way, all of up. these. All of these deserve reboots. All of and, oh, and I don't think of them as reboots. I think when you have a classic piece of work, you can re- redo that piece of work as many times as you want. Like, yeah, it's Don Quixote, yeah. man. Like, you could just keep making Don Quixote every ten years with new technology and the new actors, and it will be great. Yep. That's that's why, like, Three Musketeers. It's been twenty years. We can't get a Three Musketeers. Re- just do it. It's right. gonna work. People will love right. it. You, you, we, you, we tell the King Arthur story every sixteen months, dude. We've done Robin Hood twice in the past twenty years, both poorly, right? And we yeah, can't get, that, we can't yeah. get three, three Musketeers and Zorro. Come on, I mean, even the, uh, I thought the Lone Ranger movie was was much more poorly received than it deserved. I didn't see it. That's the one with okay. Johnny Depp, right? Yes. Yeah, so I like quietly protested that movie just because it just felt weird. <laughs> it was weird. It was yeah. weird. This is in that category of movie. It's sort of you know what I compare it to in a from a not from an actual movie perspective, but just from a, how we think of it. It's sort of like the last duel, I think, where everything about the marketing was terrible, made you actually not want to see it, and then you sit down and watch it, and you're like, it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen. But that was certainly watchable and fun to watch in every way. Okay. 
That yeah, that would track. It just I don't know. Like that was that was it we was were weird. getting into we were getting into the super not and we're listen. This is not about him and Amber Heard and any of that nonsense. It's just him as like on talk shows. Like we were getting into that like Johnny Depp is turning into Johnny Depp thing where like yeah. he all of a sudden started becoming super super scarfy and ringy and a lot of things were happening on him visually that were very distracting. <laughs> like, scarfy, ringy, and mascara. How about that? Yeah, like, listen, nobody on the planet should be allowed to wear a rug except Lenny Kravitz. Nobody else gets to. Lenny Kravitz can wear anything he wants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's that's gorgeous. Fair. I don't care what he wears. This was fun. I want to do surprise episodes more often. This was a good time. Awesome, buddy. I enjoyed it, too. And we'll pick an episode for next week. Maybe we'll have another surprise. Yeah, maybe we won't. Who knows? But listen, most importantly, we love you. Thank you for listening. Uh, also, more importantly, so that's not true because of the most importantly, you guys will figure it out. Go play Movie Doll. Movie Doll got Yay. picked up on Screen Rant. People are talking about it, and it's awesome, and we're pumped. Uh, and Jeremy, feel better, and we'll see you next week on the low five. Take them up.